How's it going, people? Welcome, welcome to this week's edition of The Locker Room right here on Top 6 Fan TV. And you are very welcome. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and share widely and wildly uh, this link because it's going to be an explosive show with the two guests we have in um, in the studio or rather online um, to, you know, today. So uh, we'll get into it right after this. Oh, he's got it! Salah. Ball down the channel and he's played into Fernandez in the penalty area. Here's Harry Kane. Kane goes for it! Oh, what a goal from In business here, Lukaku scores on second debut. It's only taken 14 minutes. Brilliant, brilliant. Welcome back from that. And, uh, of course, joining us this, uh, you know, on the show today is Manzi, a resident, Man United uh, expert, fanatic, and Ole in ambassador, uh, who, unfortunately, this week has had to uh, eat a lot of his words from, uh, you know, his own fan base. But uh, we will get into that. Manzi, say what's up. <laughs> uh, thank you, Matthew, for having me. What's up, guys? Brilliant, brilliant. And, uh, of course, Akram, uh, who's new to the show, just joined for the first time today. Arsenal fan. Akram, you are welcome to the show. You can say what's up. Thank you, Matthew. I'm glad to be here. Brilliant, brilliant. And uh, we'll get right into it, starting with the action on Vicarage Road. Watford mauling Man United 4-1. I don't think, uh, you know, um, so many fans saw that coming. Uh, but let's kick off with the result, Manzi, and your analysis of it. What happened? What went wrong for United? <laughs> what went wrong is what has been wrong, I think, for the last uh, so many weeks. Um, uh, players are not serious. Players are... Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought after the two weeks break, they would come back more energized. Yeah, so... Defense is not. It looks like they came back ready to uh, to put a nail in uh, all his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys, those guys came intentionally to throw to throw Oli under the bus. Those guys, I think, discussed during the international break that this is what we're going to do: we'll lose to Watford. That guy will be out of here. Then we'll get another manager. So I, I could understand Liverpool is a better team. I would understand City is a bit at Watford. It was very disappointing, and and imagine. Vandasa saved Sars penalty twice, right? So imagine Sa. Sa. did you uh, say no, Vandasa? Yeah, Sars penalty twice. Exactly. If Sars exactly. scores, that's five. Mm. That's five one. Uh, yes, so, yes. Uh, they have saved us a lot. Um, again, the usual mistakes, Maguire, red card, ah, the captain of the team, central defense. <laughs> Yeah, so same old, same old United. In fact, uh, it was it was sad. Let me just say that. Yeah, you know, I can relate, and uh, you know, I, I can see you. You you are more or less shocked by the performance, like you couldn't yeah. even believe it. Akram, I mean, you know, Arsenal and, and Man United have built a strong rivalry over the the last. 
two decades or so, especially the previous decade, um, you know, where it was really Ferguson's boys versus Wenger's boys. And, uh, you know, we would relish a Man United thumping by any, you know, uh, we'd really show up a something like that for United. But uh, I'd have to say at this point, I was also very concerned and, and quite saddened by uh, the way United was being torn apart. Uh, what was your take on the game, Akram? Yeah, I think uh, that performance was very terrible. Very, very terrible, even to United standards of the last three games. Mm. I... However, I'm not one of the people that think Ole is the one to blame or those players weren't playing for Ole. I feel like United's problem started after the transfer window this season when they brought in Ronaldo, who they had not actually planned for. You know, they had everything in place before Ronaldo came. Greenwood mm -hmm. was on fire. Cavani was getting a few minutes, but he would really perform Martial was like the only one who was, you know, like the missing link. And you realize they had Rashford missing out of injury. But the moment mm -hmm. Ronaldo came in, the shape had to change. Mm -hmm. So you realize now it's, it looks like the team was is playing at Ronaldo's strength. Mm -hmm. I, I, I personally thought that's the reason why United has been performing poorly and had nothing to do with social. And I think it's going to be the same problem with, the next manager they are going to have is going to have a very similar problem unless maybe he comes up with a shape that is really going to work for them with Ronaldo in that team. So yeah. I personally think Ole is not an elite coach. He's not the best coach United could have, but I feel like he had improved them. United finished second yeah. this season. All they needed this mm. year was to compete with these big boys. Man City, you know, like go mm. to with Man City and Liverpool and I feel yeah. like I don't think it was the right decision to let him go personally. Yeah, obviously obviously, as a national fan I can agree with you there because I was looking forward to facing Ole uh, at the wheel uh, you know, the, 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 the match we're going to have in a couple of weeks but uh, United might just get a bounce uh, so, so, so Manzi, do you feel uh, obviously, going into the discussion around Ole sucking, Ole getting the sack shortly after that, you could see the man was despondent after uh, yeah, after, after that game, and and you knew that the sack was coming. Just like his players, I mean, look at that. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has had a horrible last two weeks. Portugal not making it to the World Cup and having to go through the playoffs, coming off the back of uh, you know uh, defeat before that, getting into another defeat. This man must be contemplating retirement. Uh, right now, but uh, Ole, as you can see there, he knew the writing was on the wall, waving to the crowd. This guy knew that this was his last game. Um, Manzi, having been a staunch Ole in fan, you've always maintained it's the players that needed to be organized. What is your assessment of, of the sacking? Do you feel that it was inevitable now, or do you feel uh, he needed more time? Um. Of course, I'm going to say Ole is the best manager in the world, but I think that um, the timing is not good. I don't think it's good to sack uh, managers in the middle of, not even the middle, this is what, 13 games, game week 13. Yeah. And, and to think that, okay, maybe the, the sacking was inevitable, if it was inevitable, what was the plan? I, I didn't want 
a sack and then we get into an interim then the interim of the interim and the interim and then the manager right because we've been down this road we had interim ole who played who, uh, is actually uh, a victim of his success he was an interim manager who did so well and then he got the job okay mm. so what happens if Carrick does extremely well and they give him the job then we go down this road again for three years so i i knew ole wouldn't survive this season but i would have liked for him to you know to coach until the end of the season give the recruitment and board time to get a proper manager so you don't have an interim and mm. that way you have some you know succession planning but this stuff of sacking the manager because of the british uh, press and media and uh, social media and fans it seems a bit of a knee-jerk reaction uh, for my really uh, manzi let me let me uh, you know let me probe you there was it really yeah. a reaction uh, you know, a, a knee-jerk reaction. I mean, look at the results. Football is a results-based uh, business, and yes. particularly with uh, the English Premier League, as you know. Um, very ruthless. We saw, we have seen teams like Aston Villa, even Norwich, you know, uh, Spurs, suck their managers, bring on new managers, and all of them have gotten a bounce. They, actually, those three teams won their games uh, this weekend. So, I mean, if you look at that, when you, you say that... Those- those those teams haven't brought in interim managers because they had it in their minds that they were going to sack these managers, right? They mm. knew that appearing this guy, you know, one month, two months, six months, and if he didn't do well, we'll get this manager in. But United mm. sacked without a plan. That's that's my problem. Mm. Like suck with a plan, right? And uh, all these guys have been saying Ole out from the beginning of the season. When I ask them, so what is the replacement for Ole? Silence. The sound, the silence is too loud, right? So for me, that's my worry. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Well, Akram, do you agree with him? Some some would argue that the United board was, uh, you know, quite like a dicycle uh, in their approach to uh, Ole sacking because we have seen the results take a downward uh, turn for the last you know month or so, right? Um, traditionally, before the next international break is a good time for those teams to sack, and that's why you did see a number of sackings and appointments. Uh, so you know, teams could have a, a two-week break for the manager to at least get in and uh, try and try and try and get a few things right. Man United decided to dilly dally. Manzi, for me, the back plan that uh, I did see, and I'm sure the man, the Man United board was seriously considering, was Conte, who has actually now gone to Spurs and created a a, a, a huge problem uh, for Manchester <laughs> United. Matthew, Matthew, yes. Yes, don't say that. United have never been interested in Conte. They never made any contact with Conte. Conte. Let's give my man Akram a view on that. Akram, what's your view on that? The man is in denial. Well, well, (laughs) I, I, my answer is a yes and no for man's opinion. Mm. Uh, No, in the sense of the, no, in the sense that. uh, by the time a player gets a manager gets sacked, definitely the board has sat and discussed it through and realized he's not the right person or he has failed to reach to a point A and B of somewhere mm-hmm. they wanted the team to be. And I would say, yes, in a fact that you see, Ole, I believe it was a knee-jerk reaction, like sacking him right now, because Ole finished second last season. Second yeah. behind man. Behind Man City, that was a really good team. Only finished above Liverpool, a very fine Liverpool squad that just yeah. won the league. So yeah. I, I, I feel like well, to be to be fair, Akram, Liverpool were in poor form last season. 
Yes, yes, but then yeah, that is not. You, you don't blame Ole. You don't blame Ole for Liverpool being off form. You realize. So I would, as an Arsenal fan, if Ateta gave us the results that Ole gave United last season, I don't think I would sack him this season after 13 games. Mm. You understand? So I feel like he's second. He got the by, by the time he got the team, this team was outside top four. If you remember very well, they were in Europa League. They're outside top four. He came in, they finished in top four. You know, like they haven't finished outside top four like since the time they have come in Europa League was because they went through the Champions League group stages and dropped out in third place. I feel like there has been a great improvement with Man United under Ole. However, I feel like their fans are too ambitious. They want the league. They want mm-hmm. and they don't see themselves winning the league with Ole in, in charge. And I can agree with that. I don't I also mm-hmm. don't see Man United winning the league with a football manager like Ole. So I feel like they felt if we wait for the end of season to sack Ole, he may he may do a magic there and you know, and maybe they finish second just one point behind the the title leaders and it would give them another hope for another season and it's a circle like that. So they felt like let's suck him right now, start afresh and you know. So I believe Ole should have been given more time, but still I understand why he was sucked. Mm, fantastic. So what next month for United? Because we need to bring all things United to a close very shortly. But what next what next for United? Um, Man, the future, know. the future for United is very bleak. As an Ole yeah. in person, um, I, I'm asking the Ole outers, what next? What's the plan? Like I've been listening to all these pundits. Guys have mentioned in the funniest names I've ever had. Of course, Pochettino. Uh, uh-huh. My friend is always talking about Ten Hag. Yes, yes. About Zizou. I had a pundit saying that uh, you know the. Oh, did you see Zizou? Zizou's reaction. As Zizou said, he's not interested. Yeah, so this this came right from Zizou, <laughs> and uh, you know, Matthew, for man. me, this is fantastic. Uh, my meme of the day. Uh, you know, Z- Z- United and Zidane agreeing that uh, today is Monday and tomorrow is Tuesday, failing to agree with <laughs> the so obviously anyway. it's not as easy. Of course, jokes aside, um, yeah, so the manager has going like, to be difficult. Yeah, yeah. Again, saying things like Wengers, an interim manager, Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> no chance. You listen and you're like, you guys. You sounded like you had it all figured out, right? You sounded like you know you had the manager ready to take on the club, and it's not easy to follow a good manager like Alex Ferguson, especially. So, so, so let me ask. Let me ask uh, Manzi, who would you bring in um, as a coach or who do you want United to hire from the available coaches? Let's be realistic. Wenger is, well, is not on that list. But from, from the available uh, coaches, to be yeah. honest, I can't think of anyone who is good because, again, the reason why you wait for the season to end is some people will get unemployed along the way. But now mm. people are still you know, stuck at their jobs. I remember the Newcastle uh, you know, team wanted to get uh, Unai Emery. And yes. he's like, man, guys, I'm still employed at uh, Villarreal, right? Mm, just started the I season again. I can't just leave now. But when the season ends, or as it's coming to an end, you continue having discussions with the manager. Maybe things are not going well. Okay, PSG, they're saying Pochettino. And then you can have a better. But now you're going to have an interim. Mm. And, you know, looking for the manager that you want. In this case, I hear people are saying Pochettino. I don't know how good he is since he failed to win the league with Tottenham. He might win at the league PSG. with PSG. 
He so said less hopeful at all. Me, I, the future is bleak. I think it will take us a long time to get a good manager. We're not like Chelsea who can, you know, get a manager for one week and then fire him, get another manager, win the league. <laughs> I know they have succeeded. I don't know how they manage that. We are more like Liverpool. Get Klopp for six years, then ah, you win something, then you, you know, something like that. Yes, yes, That's yes. how I see United, but I might be wrong. Well, um, you know, uh, I, I, if you if you get me a direct line to Ed Woodward, I, I can propose something that might be able to work for United. What would you propose, Matthew? Well, for me, Carrick is certainly not the solution. I, I mean, uh -huh. as an Arsenal fan, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love to face Carrick as interim manager for United. <laughs> I would love to. If we can have that for the next two weeks, I, I will be delighted. Um, but you know. Uh, realistically, just like you said, it, United will have to pull a very serious uh, stop to get, you know, the likes of Zizou in. Um, you know, he, he obviously has one eye on the France job, probably yeah. has a pre-contract because he's really not budging uh, from, mm -hmm. from, from, from what we are hearing. But what I think what would, if, if, if that was, if, if that would be the case, I don't think Brendan Rodgers is, uh, would take United too far. I think yeah, they need to wait and get you need to wait and get a Zizou or a Simeone or, a, you know, a manager whose ego, yeah, a manager whose ego is bigger than the dressing room. You have yeah. Pogba in there, you have Cristiano Ronaldo, you have Bruno Fernandes. These guys, are, you know, the egos in there are too big. Not even a Ten Hag is above that, that, that ego. So you, yeah, and you need a Zizou. Yeah. This sucking of Ole. Other yeah. clubs, when they suck the manager, they suck the manager plus his coaching staff, plus his bad days, plus his family. These guys suck Ole and they leave Kawuk, they leave Fletcher, they leave Philan. So are they sucked? What, what are they doing? Eh? Is that no, he, gave a, he gave a farewell interview. Did you not see that? He said I he left out the front it. door. Nothing has changed. It's just Ole out, but Karik is the guy I think was even advising Ole. So... More of well, it is bleak, but uh, Manzi, like I'm saying, what I would propose, and I don't know what Akram thinks of this, but uh, what I would propose, no, what I would propose, what I'd, I think what would be great for United under the current circumstances, considering the points that you have raised, is Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson comes out of retirement on an interim basis <laughs> until the end of the season. It is not, I mean, Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich did it with, uh, what is his name, Otmar Hitzfeld, just a few mm. years ago, before, you remember that? He won them. Um, he won them. Was it Otmar Hitzfeld? No, no, it was uh, this other guy. But is it? Uh, oh, his name yep, is running. Yep, yep, is it yep, yep. Yeah. Yes. Yep, Inkis. Yes. He had won them. I think the Champions League the season before. Retired. Mm. They got into a mess. He came in half the season, steadied the ship, won another league, and then they got the manager that they wanted. Um, you know, uh, in the summer, which is what you're recommending and what would make sense. Yeah. Uh, because every manager wants a clear out, wants a, a transfer budget, is able to have time to impose his system on the team and his personality, mm -hmm. etc. So I don't think it sounds like a crazy idea, but to salvage Man United season, to guarantee, okay, you can't necessarily guarantee, but to give a good shot of finishing within the top four. Sir yeah, Alex Ferguson yeah. comes out of retirement for the next the what seven months of the season, and the man that, could that die. Is the, the man could die in that dugout. Like, honestly, football has evolved way, yeah, way, 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 way better. Yes, I, I actually feel, 
Mm. I, I disagree with Manzi because I feel like mm. Man United is a big club. If Man United mm. came for a coach and they seriously want that coach, they would get that they, coach. Trust me. Exactly. Exactly. They would maybe I can mention like they would fail to get Pep Guardiola and um, yes. Jurgen Klopp right now. But if Man United went to Diego Simeone and they really wanted him, mm. they can get him. Even if they want him next week, trust me, Man United can get that coach. I really believe it, and mm. in that's why I think they are going to get Pochettino even so before the, the next week. Is why can't they get someone that they want? If you're saying they can get the person next week, um, why is it? Is it that they don't know who they want? Is it that? No, it's, it's still early days, Manzi. It's just, I mean, the guy was fired yesterday. These things take time. Um, yes, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like they wanted, like, like what Matthew said, they wanted to fire him three weeks ago before the international break. Then somehow, somewhere, he didn't perform that poorly, and Conte went to Spurs instead. I, I don't think. I think United was interested in Conte, but they, it was not conclusive until mm. Spurs took him yeah. away and they were like, okay, let's give it some time. And then this happened. You get humiliated mm. by Watford 4-1. They knew if you don't react right now, the fans are going to be on your back for like the yeah, next exactly. three, four games. So mm. I feel like I really have a feeling Pochettino will be announced before the next Man United Premier League game. I have mm. a strong feeling. And he will terminate his contract with PSG and he will march to Manchester this week. I have a feeling they will do it. All right. Let's leave all things united there. Um, as you can see, Zizou is not part of that, as as you know, as we saw earlier, but we have to move on to Anfield and uh Akram kicking off with you. Uh, <laughs> of course, this is the only consolation for for Manchester United fans. As you can see, Manvi is already. We uh, like his, his guys. You guys are our real blood brothers, Arsenal guys. Like, you don't <laughs> let us suffer alone. When we are down, you're down. When we are up, hey. you try and you know. <laughs> we, I'm so grateful for Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as you can hear, Manzi is, is quite excited. Uh, Manzi, mm. please bear in mind you might sleep outside today. We know some members of your family are Arsenal fans. Mm. So uh, let, let, let's keep it on the low. But Akron, yes, for uh, uh, you know, came back and you know showed itself. But um, I mean, what, what, what do you think happened? What do you think went wrong for uh, for Ateta and the Arsenal? They've been on the back of an eight-game um, unbeaten streak in the Premier League, ten games in total. Uh, including the other competitions, uh, which is ideally the Carabao Cup. Um, but, you know, so coming in off a run of, of very solid form, team is, has been stable, um, you know, performing great. The new signings have really shown for Arsenal. So going into this game, especially looking at the uh, the team sheets, the squads being announced, the lineup, uh, you did think Arsenal had a chance of at least taking the game to Liverpool. But what happened? What happened, Akram, in your uh, in your view? Yeah, in my opinion, everything went wrong with this fixture. Like, and mm. to me, it was expected. I was in the Arsenal mm. groups, and people were optimistic. They thought maybe with this form we have, we have a new team, we have a new backline, so probably it's going to be different. There's no Mustafi. We don't have uh, uh, Kolasinac. We don't have Bellerin. Bellerin. So yes, we thought maybe. 
those could be those were the players why Liverpool used to hit us four, five, six, you know. And what happened? The same old display. The only difference is that the goals came in a little bit late, but they still it still rained goals. And I totally expected this. I didn't expect even seeing that lineup. I didn't expect Arsenal to come in wanting a result in this in this fixture. Arsenal came in to defend. We, it's like we came in to concede at least one or two goals. Like, let's not get humiliated. That's why we defended mm. with all our might in the first half. We lost the first half by one nil. And by the time it hit the 70 minutes, goal started. And that is how it's been against Liverpool. We either lose by five goals in the first 20 minutes or we lose by five goals in the last 20 minutes. So <laughs> I, I, I really feel, I really feel there's so much work to do with this club. It has nothing mm. to do with players. These players are not so bad to lose 4-0 at Liverpool. I feel like it's either a mentality issue and tactics and, you know, either we get we easily get intimidated whenever we come to Anfield. So, mm. not only Anfield, actually, because in one of our WhatsApp groups with the, with the Gunners, uh, guys are like, don't worry, it was Liverpool, a big club, uh, former yes. champions, you know? And you tell them, you know, you, you're telling me not to worry, but these are four losses. We have lost to Man yeah. City, we have lost to Brentford, we have lost to Man City sure. and Liverpool, and we have return legs. So are you telling me that you're fine to lose these eight games every season? Mm. Mm. You get this, you know, and you feel, you feel for Arsenal fans that want this club to get back to its glory. Lose mm. to Liverpool, but put up a fight. We didn't, yes. we didn't put up a single fight. The only person mm-hmm. I saw was trying to play maybe was our goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who wasn't so impressive, but at least he made a couple of saves here and there. We could have lost 7-0 by 8 goals. Mm-hmm. But I, I totally expected us to lose this game by a big score. I really did. Yeah, so Banzi, I mean, what, uh, you know, uh, all jokes aside, I know you're quite excited by the result. Of course, goals coming in from Sadio Mane, Diego Jota with a fantastic uh, solo goal um, there after Arsenal lost the ball at the back. And Mohamed Salah, of course, the king, uh, piling the misery there with number three. And then Takumi Minamino, who came in as a sub, uh, adding a fourth, of course, a pair of assists from Trent Alexander-Arnold, um, dismantling the Gunners. Um, I, I think the Gunners actually, uh, in my view, uh, played, played relatively well in the first half. Um, you know, try to try to keep Liverpool at bay, uh, losing to uh, a set piece goal there from Sadio Mane, as you can see in the background. Something Ramsdale should have at least gotten a fingertip to that, but it's always difficult when it's moving at that pace and being knocked off off the ground. Uh, you, you, it's a difficult one for the goalkeeper to get a hand to. Um, and then you do have this particular incident. And Manzi, I would like you, you know to to hear your thoughts on this. Um, of course, Ateta and Klopp reacting on the touchline and getting the first two yellow cards of the game. And some Arsenal fans have had saying that this was actually the turning point in the game because it rallied up the Anfield crowd because up till this point was one nil down and the crowd was actually silent because they were seeing that Arsenal was being quite difficult uh, for the match, of course, coming off the back of a loss. But what was your take? Do you think this incident in particular uh, was responsible for Liverpool's uh, being, you know, fired up. You know how the Anfield crowd gets, and that's why teams such as Barcelona found it difficult in the past as well. So, uh, what was your take on that? Yeah, it was it was an interesting game. I watched it, and um, Arsenal tried to play well in the first half. They tried to defend well, but 
what I've seen about football is that some teams or some players, not the whole team, but some players in the team want it more than others. Like when you look at money, he's such a small, short, black guy, but that set piece, how can he jump higher than Ben White and all these other defenders? It's like they want it more. When you see like Mo Salah, um, Liverpool creates many chances, but Mo Salah sometimes is a bit fake. Like he'll dribble and then he'll miss, then he'll fall, then he'll leave the ball. Like he actually wastes a lot of chances. But mm. the guy didn't give up. Like for 90 minutes, he keeps trying, he keeps trying, he keeps trying, hoping that something will uh, turn up. Even Jota, even... Uh, then you have Trent, man. Hey, that guy is, the, I think, one of the best passers of the ball. So the teammates, I either, you know, because of the current form, they have that belief, they are confident that they can do anything. So even when they are 1-0 at halftime, they're like, yeah, we'll get, we'll get our chances. And also that, you know, playing from the back, Arsenal playing from the back and Liverpool pressing them, they were not able to make passes to even go past the midfield. So guys at the front were left there alone. And yeah, even this, uh, like you've mentioned, this part of the uh, Tetan club, I think uh, the game might have been, you know, <clears throat> boring and quietening down a bit. It created some kind of uh, entertainment and, and comedy and... And I think uh, mm. when the fans uh, started making noise, then the players were like, hey, man, you guys were about to doze off. Our managers, the Rams, were to wake them up. So <laughs> I think they still got excited and started playing seriously. But Liverpool as a team, they play so confidently. Uh, even when they have missed opportunities, they don't give up. They keep coming. They keep, like money. He falls down, gets up, falls down, gets up, runs back, forth. But you ask United guys to do that stuff, man. <laughs> guys press. <laughs> press. So Liverpool and City, even Chelsea, I think the players work harder. And you have to work hard to win. So I, I like that about Liverpool. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, definitely some, um, you know, hard won it for Liverpool there. Uh, Akram, do you feel uh, Arsenal are going to Take a downward spiral in terms of form, or was this a temporary blip? I I hope not. I really I really really hope not, because our hopes have been raised. We are in fifth position. We feel like we can get back <laughs> into top four. <laughs> so right now, if if we come to Newcastle next week and lose a game at Newcastle, <laughs> that 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 would really be bad for the team and the board plus Ateta himself. So. I, I'm really not hoping Arsenal to take a downward spiral yeah. right now. I feel Newcastle is there for the beating. Man United, uh, you never know what happens to a team that, that just sucked a manager. So I, I feel that's a game that will be difficult for us. And I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if we fail to get a result there. But I expect us to beat the other teams around, around the corner. So I, 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 I really hope we don't go down like we normally do. Fantastic. Manze, why are you laughing? Yeah? You really love us. I'm laughing because fifth is not your natural position. The natural center position is like ninth, tenth, eleventh, even twentieth, man. Twentieth mm-hmm. looked so natural for us ever. So fifth is an unnatural <laughs> position. Yeah, so we have Coach Derek who has just joined, he's a Liverpool fan. Coach Derek, can you hear us? I can hear you. 
Um, very pleased to be on brilliant, the show. Brilliant, brilliant. Fantastic. Welcome to the show. You came my, in uh, network in Chanja is very bad, very unstable. Mm. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it becomes even worse when uh, uh, the, the weather is bad. So my apologies. No worries, no worries, Coach Derek. What was your uh, what was your view on the Liverpool Arsenal game? I think uh, before that, what do you think Liverpool got right or, or Klopp got right right in that game? Yeah, I think Coach Derek is not going to work out uh, today. His network is uh, quite poor, but he, he did come on. To give his view on Liverpool, probably he'll do that in the next show. Uh, so moving on, uh, moving on to uh, the other game, uh, we did see, uh, of course, uh, there we go, responding to Teta. Manzi, your noisy neighbours are doing quite well. Uh, on the other hand, um, you know Everton moving into the Etihad and expecting a result but getting knocked down 3-0. Um, Pep Guardiola answering some questions about the lack of a striker before then, you know, but uh, coming out to say, we don't need a striker. And uh, his team actually proving it. So goals coming in there from Ryan Sterling, uh, a pitch of a goal from Rodri, and then Bernardo Silva, uh, you know, with the icing on the uh, what, what do what, what do you feel about Manchester City? Who... who so you know, you know, be stopped. You feel this team is better than Chelsea. Uh, Pep is criticized for that whole thing of not having a striker, but he, he could be onto something now that I think about it. As I was watching the Chelsea game, sorry to move away from City, I saw Ben Chilwell in the box. I was like, is this guy a defender or a striker? And defenders are scoring goals, midfielders are scoring goals. And I started to think to myself, when you look at your fantasy team, this at least for this season, we have invested more in defenders and midfielders. Like, if you buy these expensive premium strikers like Lukaku, like Kane, like Ronaldo, their returns are lower. So maybe if you empower everyone in the team to score goals, you can survive a season without a you know full proper number nine striker. And, and and that shows because even Chelsea, Rudiger scores, Chilwell scores. Like this stuff of strikers, it, it might not be like like Akram had said, things are evolving, football is evolving. So unfortunately, I didn't watch the City game. Um, of course, I, I don't like seeing City win, but they have the best manager <laughs> in the world. They have good players. Yeah. Who needs a striker, man? Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> so you say, Akram, what did you what did you feel about uh, City's performance? Can they be stopped, these guys? Um, yeah, 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 they can be stopped. At least this time they have they have big competition from Chelsea and mm. Liverpool. Chelsea is really playing yeah. well, like really, really well. Yeah. And I feel like Pep Guardiola may say this and that about a striker, but honestly, a team really needs a striker. Time will come when the goals have dried out from the mm. midfield. Unless, you know, Sterling has been scoring 18, 19, 20 goals in the 
previous seasons. You see, uh, he scored this weekend, but his goals have a little bit dried up in the previous game. Mm. So you don't know when Bernardo's will dry up. Look at uh, <laughs> KDB, Kevin Debrani. He's, Who's he's injured now? on and off. He's injured. He's, you know, you can't really rely. Look at Mahrez. He will score a very good player with a good left foot, but can he give you those consistent goals? I actually believe the reason they are they are not topping the table right now is because they didn't get a number nine. If they had a hurricane, they would be miles, miles ahead. And I think... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Guardiola, Guardiola knows this. His team is good enough to suppress to suppress that 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 uh, problem of not having a striker for now. But for how long? For how long will they have to hold it? For the for the whole season. <clears throat> for the whole season, they, you know, <laughs> his team is good enough. It, they are good enough to win the league. By the way. They are good yeah, enough to win the league, but is better than Liverpool, man. The Liverpool yes, guys are but, going to Yeah, but yeah. look at a team like Chelsea right now. Goals are coming from everywhere. Lukaku is injured. Yeah. Lukaku will come in and he will score again. Uh, Rhys James is Chelsea scoring. Mount is scoring. So you know that's how. The, the other point, I think, I feel like City needs the Champions League more this season than the Premier League. So I have a feeling mm. he's going to focus so much on the Champions League and bringing it to England and he won't mind so much being beaten to the league title mm, I hear you yeah, then now if you, just on that point around the midfielders just before mm. we leave Chelsea, uh, you know uh, City uh, actually when she, whilst you were saying that uh, Akram I, I do think that I, I noticed that um, Chelsea actually has a similar method of play right now. If you notice, it's the midfielders and wing-backs that are scoring for Chelsea. And it's the same thing with Man City. Let's not forget uh, Jao Cancelo in there. Uh, of course, Kyle Walker is not as prolific, but Jao Cancelo uh, does quite, you know, he's, he's, he's matching up the likes of Rhys James and Trent Alexander-Anderson this season for uh, for form on that wing. And, uh, of course, getting uh, getting the approval of Pep Guardiola there. Let's see what happens uh, in the next round of fixtures. But we did speak about Chelsea, uh, you know, going away to Leicester City, who uh, a, a big team, more or less, uh, finished fifth in the last two seasons. So Brendan Rodgers doing a great job. But this season, they're finding it quite difficult. And Chelsea going over um, to the King Power Stadium and showing them no respect at all. So uh, three goals conceded uh, by Leicester City. Antonio Rudiger right there. N'Golo Kante with a wonderful solo run and shot in there. And Christian Pulisic coming off the bench uh, to deliver a third goal. Uh, Manzi, do you see, who do you see uh, you know, running? You, you did mention that uh, Liverpool are going to Kwabika as you mentioned, which means obviously in the local dialect, run out of steam or, you know, bust. But um, uh, who do you feel will, will be better positioned to take the advantage from, from them? Will it be Chelsea or will it be Manchester City on current form? I think I think this is Chelsea's season to lose. It's uh, mm. they, they, they will, They'll just lose it on their own by just being unserious. But if they continue doing what they're doing, I think 
I think they'll win the league. Um, they've been knocking on the door. Last season, they finished, what, fourth? Um, this season, they have a new yeah, manager. They Third seem doctor. to have the squad depth. And football is about defense. You know, when, when Mourinho was at United, I was like, why is this guy so defensive? But as mm. I grow older, I'm starting to see that football is about defense. The guys mm. have considered, I think, four goals so far. That's Chelsea. Yeah, that's an excellent defensive record. If your opponent can't score you, that means your opponent can't beat you. Yeah, the best they can have mm. is a goalless draw. Oh, mm. so if, if you have those clean sheets, that means you're now going to have two one, uh, sorry, two nil, three nil, four nil, you will keep keep winning. So their defense mm. is solid. Rudiger, Chilwell, then you have Aspilicueta, Chris James. So their defense is very good, and then anyone can score. I think Chelsea are favorites now, but you know, football, anything can happen. Uh, I don't think Liverpool or, or City can stop them for now. They're, they're looking very good and very strong. Brilliant, brilliant. And we see Pulisic there and Thomas Tuchel uh, looking very good for the season. Akram, our own version of Noisy Neighbours from North London there, Tottenham Hotspurs coming from a goal down uh, to prevail 2-1 uh, on Sunday. And we did see that over Leeds, Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds goals coming in from PNL Hoiberg and Sergio Reguilon in there. Son and Kane failing to fire. And I was obviously quite despondent at that result, not because um, of Spurs' win, but because I had faith and kept faith in Son and Kane. And I even Captain Kane in my fantasy squad. So you can imagine <laughs> my pain. You can imagine my pain. I thought she was going to come to life. But uh, Akram, what was your thoughts on 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 um, the Spurs result? Of course, the first first game for Antonio Conte was a draw. He he won this one coming from behind, and uh, he's gotten Spurs. Uh, I wouldn't say buzzing again, but on the right trajectory. The goal scorers there. Uh, but for me, how about that for passion from Antonio Conte? Um, I, you think he was a, a miss for Man United? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I really think Conte is a really good manager who can work wonders with any club. Uh, I also feel this weekend's win was a manager's bounce. You know that new manager bounce? So mm. I feel like it was one of those because they came from behind to win it, to win a, the game with goals that were not really convincing. You saw how it happens, mm. but that's how football happens, especially when you have a new manager. However, I feel this Tottenham team is one that we need to watch out for. Not for the league, though, but for Arsenal and Man United and Tottenham, I feel we are going to have our own league of 5th, 6th and 7th. <laughs> and fourth, I, I feel like 4th, 5th and 6th. I feel like yeah. Leicester, uh-huh. Leicester is going to fall... Leicester is going to fall out of that top six team this year. So I feel like Arsenal, Spurs and Man United are going to have their coming competition around those places. Uh, for Tottenham, I feel they are slightly better than Arsenal this season. Squad and the coach. Uh, and I feel like they're going to get so many wins. Really? Similar wins. Yeah, similar wins like they got this weekend. That's an Antonio mm. Conte's game, if you realize. He will come and beat you 2-1, yes. 1-0. Not convincing, but he will get the result. 
exactly. <laughs> and trust me, Antonio Conte. <laughs> Antonio Conte is, is is the kind of if you look at his records in previous teams he's gone to, he's the kind of coach that always delivers in his first season. If you realize his first season, mm. when you bring him, he will deliver what you have asked him to deliver. And I'm sure the reason why Tottenham sacked Nuno after eight, ten games is because they realized he won't get them top four. And what they need right now is top four. Top six. I do believe our noisy neighbors and top six, yeah. I do believe Tottenham will finish top six. Fifth, sixth, fifth or sixth. Depending okay, on how you know... fair up in the next games. Interesting assessment, Manzi. We, we have to bring it to a close, but I would like to get your opinion, Manzi, on another team that is throwing a spanner in the works. We have seen, and I think I agree with Akram, that Leicester will probably bow out of the top six this season. But they have, they, they you know, after finishing fifth in the, the consecutive last two seasons. But West Ham is something, uh, you know, is a team to be reckoned with right now. They are obviously beating Liverpool 3-2, losing this weekend away to Wolves. Uh, but still respectable mention to West Ham. I think they will have something to say about that, uh, the other two slots, uh, fifth and sixth. What is your take on that, Manzi? Yeah, man. Eh, this uh, top six is getting overpopulated. You know, we, be, we began when we were top four, now top six. I think this season will be top eight. Because things are changing. Man. You have West Ham. Where is West Ham? You can't put West Ham out of the top seven. <laughs> Let me say seven. You have West Ham, you have Tottenham, you have United, you have Arsenal. The teams are so many, the positions are so few. Yeah, West Ham mm. is doing well. They are playing consistently well. Um, yeah. Uh, just to say something small about uh, Tottenham, uh, mm. because I watched the game, the goals were so shady. Like, it was chance of a deflection. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let us feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not convinced that like I agree with Akram, not convincing at all. That thing was supposed to end one one at best. So they yes. were lucky to get to one. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, well, is it that like I was saying, that's the Italian style, right? Make a goal, become solid <laughs> exactly. in defense. But to be honest, to be I mean, to be fair, Akram, yes, he has won in his first few seasons. I think Italy Milan was the exception. Because he needed a season to, uh, you know, stabilize and, yeah. and get some players in. It's the same thing with Spurs. Um, he will have to go the entirety of the season without strengthening. Probably bring in one or two players, or let's say a few players in January on loan, a few bargain buys here. Uh, but remember, Spurs have not been spending much, and they do have uh, quite a bit of money to spend. Um, so next season, next summer transfer window, Conte will have the funds or the resources to shape the team in his image. Um, so ne ne next season for me is looking quite scary uh, from a manager's point of view. And we will, I think we will have a show to preview the Premier League because as much as we're talking about fantastic players, great competition, it is quickly becoming the league of extraordinary managers. If you think of the likes of, if it's not their achievements, it's their pedigree. If you look at the likes of uh, Steven Gerrard coming in, you look at Conte, you look at Pep Guardiola, Jürgen Klopp, um, I think you know. Thomas Tuchel, I think we still. Uh, I think we still have two managers who are going to get sacked before mm. the season ends, and my guess is Mikel Arteta and Brandon Rogers. I feel like they are next two managers <laughs> to get. <this. laughs> I doubt. I think Roger, Rogers will. Rogers will see it out, but he may not survive next season if he if he starts like this. Um, yeah. So guys, we will have to leave it at that. 
Uh, for now, it's been fantastic having you guys on the show. Thanks for joining. And, um, you know, thanks for sharing your views right here on the locker room on Top 6 Fan TV. And uh, do have a good rest of the week. Manzi, if you could be so kind as to assist Michael Carrick um, and Darren Fletcher as caretaker coach or set-piece coach, uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, but do have a great rest of the week. Uh, fans, remember to hit the subscribe and like button for the show. And we will be back next time. And, uh, you know, Godspeed. Have a great rest of the week. And take care. All right. See you. Thank you, Matthew. Brilliant. Bye-bye.